1: Hey there, welcome to Fightful Pro Wrestling. We are here for the WWE Monday Night Raw post show, July 3rd, a uh, happy 4th of July weekend technically. And it's so weird for me to do the intro by the way, when Sean, you're literally right here, but we're also joined by Phil Lindsay. And if you're wondering what's going on, well, Sean, you just came in from London, and technically you weren't even supposed to be on this stream, but yet here you are. Uh, so let's get to it, man. How was London?
0: I thought I was going to make it for this full show, and then about a day in last week, I was like, oh no, I need to ask Phil if if he can do it. I was like, there's no human, there's no way I could do it, and I skimmed raw, but uh, thank you to Phil for, for stepping in. Uh, greatly appreciate it. I'm not doing the ad read tonight either, Denise. You got to cue that up on, on the video side of things. But London. No, you know we're
1: going to make you do a whole ad read right oh, now. Just happening. like off the top oh, on of the your spot. head. <laughs> yeah, on the spot. Phil, exactly.
0: Phil was giving me some good advice about London. He didn't tell me how terribly everybody walks over there. Oh, my God. Mm. Nobody pays attention to where they're going over there. This is them all the time.
1: Oh, I see.
0: Oh, my God. It was horrible. The the walking was horrible.
1: Did you love it? Did you hate it? How was London?
0: Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. I got to see a really, really fun show. I mean, SmackDown was all right, too. But that Money in the Bank, like, man, just stuff just kept happening on that show. Like, one thing after another. It was like a big moment, a big return, a big moment, a big return. And then Roman Reigns getting pinned. I mean, Jesus Christ. Christ, I think that clip's done over two million views on our Facebook right now, wow. like insane. Not to mention all the, the the dog shit Facebook accounts that have stolen our videos and just reposted it without credit. Not not to mention those, but I mean Facebook that was
2: wow, wow, West man.
0: Oh, when the rate limit uh, gate happened this past weekend, I had a little extra time to check out Facebook. Y'all just steal. All the time over there on Facebook, I'm coming for him though. I'm coming for. Them. I can't wait. But uh, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Look at it stealing. One more stealing. time
2: stealing. Stealing.
0: They're just stealing all the time stealing. How do you expect Denise to get a gold plated uh, Vespa scooter if you just keep stealing our stuff, guys? Denise has been begging me for weeks. She's like, I want a gold scooter. I want a gold scooter. Fightful needs to pay me enough to get a gold scooter. She wants to scoot all around LA. And who am I to deny her that?
1: Sean, I'm well, going to stop you right there. I don't even know what you're talking about anymore.
0: It's okay. Don't, don't play. I think, coy I think you're here just like you're,
1: air. you're not functioning properly. You're not on the right time zone. You're out here talking about gold okay. scooters.
0: So let me tell you about that. I had to wake up early two days this week. I did wrestle talk and then I did WWE media. I'll tell you what wasn't fun doing WWE media at what was like three thirty Eastern time. I was like, "Damn, okay." But other than that, I just stayed on Eastern time, so I am good right now. I just started to stay up to like five AM British time because I was like, "Why should I? Why should I even get on the right time? Why do I need to be up early over here?"
1: So I have a couple questions. The first one okay. is, how different was it being in the media room in London than it is like here in the States?
0: It was smaller, a little more cramped, um, less time. Like, you know, we usually get five to seven minutes. Uh, it was like two minutes, wow. maybe. Yeah, it was It was not a lot of time, but I got good headlines out of four or five people. So that, that should be some good stuff that we have coming up. Uh, by the way, guys. I don't think we're going to run one of those interviews this week because we got Phil Lindsay interviewing Athena this week. And uh, let me tell you, he got more than two minutes with Athena. (laughs) So uh, you're going to have some good stuff dropping on that. Probably, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. I get to check that out tomorrow. And we'll probably run it Thursday or Friday, depending on our video schedule. But um, we're we're doing a lot more short-form content now. So I was like, two minutes, whatever. Just get them on camera with me. We'll be all right. Uh, asked Shayna Baszler about how she was pitched the bite angle. Uh, We had Bailey talking about being left off WrestleMania. That was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Pretty deadly are just fun. Denise, I can't wait for you to interview pretty deadly in person.
1: How was it? How was it interviewing pretty deadly?
0: They're great. They're really, really good.
1: They should have had you like do wear a crop top. You should have asked them. How do I turn (laughs) this ordinary shirt into a crop top?
0: I did. I did. It happened. Um, Definitely happened. Uh, There were definitely a lot more dudes than women. As Triple H pointed out at the press conference, he's like, do we have literally any women here? My wife was one of like two or three (laughs) women in the press room. (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) awesome. But it's funny because I'm like, they kind of always are like that. Do you have any idea how many press rooms I've been in there where there's like maybe one other girl besides me? All the dang time. This ain't nothing new.
0: Yeah, that's that's also true. I want to say... Good on Triple H for, for stepping up and having um, having a woman uh, answer a question. But the media there was good. I went to, to Talk Studios. I filmed some stuff with them. Did Quizlemania. It was smothering in that room. But uh, filmed a couple other things. We went out to dinner. Denise, have you met the Talk guys in person?
1: No, I haven't. Only Tempest. Uh,
2: Tempest
0: is great. Yeah, He's he is. He's the only one. They're taller than you would think.
1: Taller than you?
0: Maybe by like, like a half an I'm not like a giraffe. I'm
1: you're like, like a Kentucky Kentuckian giraffe.
0: A Kentuckian I'm like six one. <laughs> it's Sean. A
2: Kentuckian
1: giraffe is Sean Ross. Sapp. It's,
0: it's because what? I got it's because I got tall, skinny legs. Yeah, like when maybe. I
1: first met you, I was like, damn, he's got a long ass neck. Phil, did you I not think that. this the second you met Sean? When I first met you, Sean, I was like, Damn, he has a long ass neck. I'm trying. It was literally the first I've thing got, I noticed about you.
0: I've got long, skinny legs, uh, but
2: I'm yeah. only like one with like shoes. a
1: pencil.
2: Yeah. So being in that media room, I now have to ask you the question, Sean. Do you think Damien Priest versus Bad Bunny was match of the year? Oh, hell no. Why, why did you say that? Like, listen...
1: Listen. Wait, what did I miss? What did I miss? What was
2: the inside show? There's an inside joke. In shout out, out to, shout out to Steve Fall, but that was not match of the year. It <laughs> was not match of the year.
0: It was, it was, it was a great, it was a great moment. It was an amazing moment, but that was not match of the year.
2: <laughs> okay, there were, he said it twice, and I was like, what?
0: <laughs> Man,
2: you you gotta look at the clip of uh, Steve Fall asking uh, Damien Priest a, a question, and Damian you, Damian buried him too. And he, he come, and he guy. tried to come back afterwards and go, match of the year, bro. It was match of the year. And I was like, I don't think it was match of the year. But, you know, you it got it.
0: <laughs> it wasn't at all. Uh, the Wrestle Talk guys are a little taller than me. Like, by like half an inch. So that was shocking. Uh, yeah, not match of the year. Um, you know, I'm happy that the presser was a little shorter. But I'm like, damn, we got like three or four questions in. And that was it. And I could tell they wanted EO to get that last question too because nobody asked her much of anything. But uh, that was... that. uh, Of all the moments that night, man, there were some really underrated ones on, on the women's side of things. Like that ladder match finish is one of the coolest finishes I've ever seen in wrestling. Yeah. And there were so many surprises on this show. Roman getting pinned, Drew coming back, Cena coming back. Cena and Drew's were protected heavily. Drew's I had a little bit of a hint of because everybody there got suspiciously quiet. Like none of them were talking. And I was like, this isn't like all these people to just not talk about anything. But the thing that I thought got like a really, really unique reaction was Rhonda and Shayna, Cause nobody expected that to happen. No. That got such a like, what on this show, this is happening here. I didn't see that coming at all. Like, and it felt like nobody did. That was, that made an otherwise unspectacular match be like, holy shit, this really just went down. So, uh, good on them for that. And good on Rhea Ripley and Natalya for beating the brakes off of each other. Rhea and Natalya beat the sequins off of one another tonight. That's the thing that I, I took most from this episode of Raw, which I skimmed through, but, uh, I'm sure I'll have some sort of review up this week on Fightful Select.
1: Sean, I got two more London questions for you. The other okay. one is, what'd you think of the food?
0: <laughs> it was unspectacular. Now there are some things I like. Uh, their sodas and their portion sizes are are better sized. Like when you get a drink there, like a water or a soda, the cap stays on, like it's attached. So that's good for recycling. I love that so living in the South, I didn't realize how much salt is on everything here and until I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, obviously tea here is going to be different. The tea that they have there is, I enjoyed it.
2: That's Sully favorite. made me,
0: Sully made me a cup of tea. I, I really you enjoyed, enjoyed it. it
1: doesn't sound like very high praise. No,
0: I liked it. But I mean, here, if, if, Anybody who's drank purple drink understands what I mean. Tea is yes. brown drink here. That's what it is. It's not from a leaf. It's brown drink. That's it. Like, and that's that's how I like it. Southern sweet tea. The food, so I even I even like tried a McDonald's burger over there
2: just to see how Wait, different did you it try was.
1: the KFC too, by the way? Because I oh, saw that you no. saw that there was a KFC. You, oh. you, you didn't
2: you didn't go to Quick? Quick's everywhere. It's like there at McDonald's almost. I didn't. I didn't. I did go
0: to Nando's though. I liked Nando's um we had like a little pizza over there that was a little bit different the one that we had it was on like a boat across from our hotel but i was trying to find some shepherd's pie i didn't find any shepherd's pie i did try fish and chips it was wonderful and i'm not like a fried fish guy and now i am because damn that was good It, it it was good but bland so bland yeah oh i had to put ketchup on it for sure uh, as as uh, Dominic wow, says. Well, that's breaking
1: news. Sean putting Ketchup. sauce on something? I can't believe it. It's breaking what do you news think I, right there. What do you
0: think I ate at the airport today, Denise? In I don't know.
1: What'd you eat? Subway? I don't know.
0: I wish. I'm going to get some Subway tomorrow.
1: I don't like Subway. I miss Subway. Subway. I'm I done with a... Subway. Ever since they did the whole fake bread thing, I'm
2: done with it. Fake bread?
1: Y'all saw that, right? The fake bread thing?
2: No. The gym mad thing that was going around?
1: I don't know, but there was, like, a thing for a while that supposedly Subway was giving, like, fake bread. <laughs> no one saw this. I saw this. I, I, <laughs> it was all over Twitter. I, I it was fake to... bread. And then there was, like, there was something else that was fake. I forgot what it was. Man, I your, don't know. TikTok, I don't know your TikTok
0: algorithm is all messed up. Like
1: no, dude, that. this was on Twitter.
0: <laughs> well, nobody Twitter. Nobody saw anything on Twitter the last three days. So, <gasps> okay. Man.
1: Well, anyways, I had one more question for you about London, and that okay. was the thing that everybody was talking about. Clearly, on top of all the wrestling stuff, was the crowd. The crowd in London oh was super cool. God. They had all these cool chants. What Was it like being there with them chanting all these things? That I'm sure you were like trying to fit in.
0: No, I wasn't. Uh, I was I was doing my job, getting the <laughs> reels and the getting the reels and the TikToks and the footage for that, all that stuff. Um, but the chants were cool. Um, early AEW had some really, really, really great crowds that I wish, you know, I wish it was kind of back to that era, but this one surpassed that just a bit for me because of the chance and because it made me realize, like I, I say that MJF wrestles like a guy on WCW Saturday night from 91 to 93. And that's a compliment. Like, I really, really love that. Roman Reigns takes a house show style and puts it on TV and it works really, really well. Like There are so many wrestlers that do not play to the crowd actively during their their television matches because they've been discouraged from doing it for so long. And he's like, nope, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go against the chant. I'm going to work right towards this camera. I'm going to talk to the camera. It's really, really cool to see how he does that. But the chants were really cool, except for them trying to start the wave before the show. Stop doing that. Don't do it. I don't Stop
1: blood like doing the what? The wave? Stop doing the wave. Yeah, I do hate the wave, by the way. But you know what I do love, though, and I know people are gonna hate me for this, the beach ball. <laughs> I like when names. they bring out the beach ball. It's funny. It's funny because the same thing always happens. A couple people get to hit the beach ball, and then the security guard gets it, takes it away, and then everybody boos the security guard
2: no it's the same no. thing
1: that always happens always
2: the, the only time i was legitimately happy to see a beach ball was during the anarchy at the arena match at, at double or nothing this year <laughs> and when i that saw it pop fun. up i was like beach backs are back beach balls are back baby it <laughs> it's a party
1: <laughs> yes it felt like everything was just going bananas i actually loved the beach ball and the anarchy in the arena situation that was a whole lot of fun all right that's
0: a that is a fair exception but uh If anybody wants to hear more of my London exploits, I did a Money in the Bank review on FightfulSelect.com. Today, we had news on Drew McIntyre's contract status, as well as a rumor killer on Charlotte Flair. I think Tuesday, we're going to have some news on uh, a wrestler who's technically signed in some capacity to WWE. That'll be on FightfulSelect.com, just $5. The backstage report will be a little bit late this week because Fourth of July holiday, I'll be kind of getting everything back in order on Tuesday, but uh, yeah, lots, lots going on, lots of, de- oh, also, I watched this naked attraction show in, in UK, uh, so I'm going to review it on listening, you saw boy. it
1: like in person or on no, TV, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. you, you out
2: we- in that district of, of London,
0: no, I wish, <laughs> that'd be cool, <laughs> but no, we went for, we went for a bike ride and came back and the TV was on channel four and those in the UK will know exactly what I'm talking about. And there's just a giant uncircumcised dick on the screen.
1: So it's like porn on TV? Yeah. Sort of. It's a hey. dating
0: show where they eliminate people based on their bottom half, their top half, then their
1: face. Wait, so they rate their, like, accessories? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but do they blur it, like, Naked and Afraid when no. they do here, when they blur the butts? They don't no. blur the body parts. No. What? What, y'all,
2: you know, what are y'all on out there in the UK, man? What is, what is this? And all
0: I tweeted was, <laughs> what is this dong and clam show on in the UK? And there were, like, 50 replies. He discovered naked attraction. He discovered naked attraction. Let me ask you, is
1: it better, Sean? Is it better than what we get here? Would you prefer the unblurred parts?
0: So, Denise, you and I have both admitted lately that we are naked and afraid watchers, right? Oh, okay. I was
1: about to say what? After
0: seeing this, I am very glad they blur it on that show.
1: Thank you, because even the butts are gross. I don't want to see the butts. At this wait.
0: point, I'm like, let these let these people wear some underpants.
2: Like <laughs> underpants and afraid is fine with me. <laughs> wait a minute. Now that we're talked about this, we have to address this. Okay, Denise, how have you never heard what a Prince Albert is? I I've, I've like scoffed oh, at this tweet God. this week. i was like, what?
1: Oh God. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, <laughs> how, why would I know that? Why would I know what a Prince it's Albert organic. is? <laughs> Phil, just, just wait. I didn't know.
0: Just wait until she finds out what a Lord Tenzai is. She has no idea. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but... Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful.
1: Don't tell me that's like a sexual innuendo too. It might be. No.
0: Everybody in the chat, say what you think. (laughs) A Lord Tensai is
1: okay but real talk I did not know that boys are raised differently and things are just different for boys I hate to say this but why would I at that time know what a Prince Albert is <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that and it, it, I had to it ask this whole gimmick so with piercings oh, it's, yeah but I didn't know it meant on the you know what come it, it's on whole, it's whole so was there
0: one of the guys on Naked Attraction had uh, had one, yeah, by the What's way. What's the
1: point? That's disgusting. I'm sorry. I don't mean to judge, but damn, that's gross.
0: Wait until she finds out what an A-Train is.
1: <laughs> I'm done with everybody. I'm done I, with
2: everybody I could not right believe now. this when I saw that everybody. tweet. I was like, how did you not know what this was? Like, What? <laughs>
0: Oh, man, let's let's hit some of these super chats that are about this change. Listen, your boy to dong and clam show and Europeans are less prudish than Americans. We are going to change the name of listen, your boy soon, because I hate that name. I know, but that is
1: true, by the way, because I remember when I was in France, I saw that in the magazines like they show everything like they show, you know, the whole details like they don't cover that stuff up where like here, if I get Vogue, everybody's covered up for the most part.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was jarring. Like, I mean, I didn't care to see that stuff. I'm an adult. I've seen that before, but it was jarring to see it on TV. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I would change. I would not watch it. I would think that I accidentally tuned into free porn. <laughs> no thanks. It is.
0: It is quite literally a train wreck. You're like you can't look away. You have to. When it I pops think up you on you. You can TV, look
1: away, Sean. You
0: can't, I'm telling you. Yes,
1: you can. You can't. I'm sorry. You look put away. a dong in 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 someone's face, they're gonna look away. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think I stopped watching euphoria? They put way too many. Ugh. It was hey, gross. There, are, there
0: are so many dicks on HBO these days. Thank
1: you. It Nobody is wants unreal. to see that.
0: I agree. But listen, after decades and decades of seeing boobs frivolously shown on every show, I get it. But I feel like some of the shock value has worn off. Back in my day, you only showed that to get a to like get a whoa! I can't believe they showed that. Now it's just willy nilly, dicks everywhere.
1: I don't get it. You see, I'm not a fan. Not this ain't natural. And they haven't shown one Prince Albert on any of these.
0: Well, they did on Naked Attraction.
1: All right, well, I don't even want to talk about no Prince Albert stuff. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's disgusting. I don't want to know. Um, all I'm, right. I'm,
0: I'm officially <laughs> leaving. Uh, don't forget to do the AG1 video later. Yes, sometimes.
1: I know the rules, Sean. You're just like stepping all over my toes right now. You're like, hey, Denise, can you host the show? Yes. Okay. And now Denise, you're like, let's Denise. let's do that. Make sure to do this. I know the rules.
0: Would you say that I'm stepping all over your toes that are rated a 4.9 on WikiFeet?
1: i'm so sorry phil phil could have had a they're nice rated
0: a, of <laughs> a 4.9
1: you know are you on my Wikifeed feed page because again because we we Get reviewed it. it
0: we reviewed it <laughs> on yeah, the air i, I
1: haven't checked to see if the rating has changed <laughs> hold
0: on i'm gonna pull it up i'm gonna pull no it up.
1: don't because another it,
0: still a <laughs> 4.9 hey now-
1: here is a guest of our show we should treat him with kindness and respect and talk about the pro wrestling we
0: now there's a picture of you and Chris Van Vliet at a, a at no, a heel. I hate
1: that picture because have you ever done like, how do I explain this? Have you ever done like a video <laughs> where like, I mean, a picture where like it kind of makes the picture look weird, like distorted in a way. And then distorted the bottom part. And the bottom part is my feet. So my feet look distorted in that picture. Those are not my like my how my feet normally look. And now that's on wiki feet.
2: That's why you're sitting at four point nine and not five 0. wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, are you telling me that you hate this picture more than the fact that there's a wiki feat that no, exists I hate wiki with your wiki name too. on it?
1: I hate it too. And they find <laughs> any picture, any picture.
2: The internet is a wild place, man. Somebody says four point nine out of what? Out of five? She's is... Denise has. Oh wait, I thought this points. was out of ten. Wait, no, no, what no, no, did no. You Denise could
1: have four point...
2: <laughs> I thought this was out of ten. Hold on, hold on. I'm done with this. Let, this, let's, is like, this is out of five. Not this is like I thought you were throwing this out there as a bad thing. It's like, wait, this, this doesn't sound like it's a bad thing for her. I'm confused. No, I mean, this is this is high praise, Denise.
1: Yeah, thanks. I just want a bunch of people with feet fetishes and so, Oh my that. god. Oh my god. <laughs> look, look, you can get emailed with more <laughs> new pictures. Stop it. Denise. I
0: don't get so, paid
1: enough for this.
0: So you're saying that you're you're saying that it distorted your feet. It made them look a little bigger than usual. You mean kind of like
1: Yeah. yeah. Phil, is this funny to you?
2: What is this? This this is is a picture this
0: it's it's a picture of JD McDonough.
1: (sighs) No one laughed, Sean. I'm sorry. No one laughed.
2: I thought for a second that it was uh JD McDonough. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
1: <laughs> Man, we ain't never getting get, get too raw. <laughs> okay, I feel bad that I'm not laughing with you guys.
0: I'm leaving. Uh, yes, thanks please for... Please, get out thanks, of
1: here.
2: Thanks, guys.
1: Go back happy, to happy, London. Happy birthday, Phil.
2: <laughs> thanks, buddy. Great having you here, Sean.
1: I'm so sorry, (laughs) Phil, that this was the way that we started off our show. And I'm sorry to all of our audience that this was the way that we started our show. All right, let's get to it. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw. All right, uh, let's start off with just overall, considering the fact that um, it was the fallout from Money in the Bank, which we talked about this weekend, myself and Reg. Uh, What did you think of the show, considering that it came off of uh, the heels of Money in the Bank?
2: Uh, I thought some of it was good. I thought some of it that didn't work, didn't work. But for the most part, it was an enjoyable episode of Raw.
1: I didn't think it was bad like I'm sitting here and I've sat through like way more boring episodes of raw. So I thought this one for the most part, there was quite a bit that I feel gave us something to talk about like we're actually going to have some things to get into here today. And there was things that I wasn't expecting to be good that ended up being good. There were some things that I thought, huh, I don't know what they're going with this. And so I did like raw today for what it was. And before we get into everything that went down on raw just a heads up to everybody if you guys want to help support this podcast show us some love uh keep us funded keep us going here you're more than welcome to send in a super chat or a humper chat and i will be reading those uh, throughout the entire show here today so i will be pulling them up um as we go through so let's go ahead and kick things off with the opening segment of monday night raw and we ended up getting seth Freaking Rollins. He comes out there. Reminder, he retained the World Heavyweight Championship after defeating Finn Balor. Uh, Finn Balor kind of got a little bit screwed by Damian Priest at Money in the Bank. And Seth is doing his thing, talking his talk, and he's interrupted by Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes gets one word out, and then Brock Lesnar's music hits. Brock Lesnar comes towards him. Cody goes towards him. They end up fighting. This all then ends with Cody hitting the Cody cutter on Brock Lesnar and this is the end of this portion of this segment we'll talk more about it in just a second but Phil what did you make of just this portion here uh, with Brock and Seth and Cody Um,
2: if nothing was clear from this episode of Raw WWE told you in several segments come to WWE Raw if you want to be a champion because you are not beating that guy over there on Smackdown (laughs) that was very clear throughout this episode (laughs) (laughs)
1: You know, I was thinking during that moment, I was like, man, is this it? They're already going to have Cody and Seth Rollins, which I don't mind, but we all knew that, you know, we're all expecting that SummerSlam match to be against Brock Lesnar. So when Brock Lesnar came out, I was like, oh, hell yeah, let's go. Let's let's just get it over and done with so that we know what they're doing here. But that moment, though, that brief little moment, though, I'm so glad we had it with Seth and Cody there. But even just like the actual attack and the beat, down and all of that we later on had cody rhodes come out and do a promo and in this promo cody says that he wants brock lesnar for you does it like we already knew we were getting the third match does it mm-hmm. take away from the excitement for you do you still care especially given the first two matches how'd you feel
2: uh i mean you've got to put cody in something i mean i i felt like the dom match was a filler feud because they didn't have they didn't have the match for money in the bank it was very clear that they were giving us this filler match until they were back to the Brock stuff uh that was other thing that was clear about this opening segment and then it felt very awkward because we just had Cody over the weekend in the press conference say no winning that belt is not finishing the story so the second he came out I was like okay he's not gonna get to actually challenge him something's gonna stop it and then when Brock's music happened I was like ah there it is
1: (laughs) i'm glad that they did that though i really am they teased it and they basically told us okay we're not done yet with all of this all right we got a couple of comments and super chats on this one here uh this first one is from Bo booth who says please not another lesnar cody match here's the thing with this and i'm gonna be real with everybody uh i've thought they were first two matches with cody and lesnar were decent but mm-hmm. i didn't think they came anywhere close to what we had with seth rollins and cody Rhodes. like to me i didn't necessarily feel that brock lesnar and cody Rhodes found the magic yet between the both of them
2: yeah it, it kind of feels like the roman stuff and the cody stuff has been like in the middle of like side quests until they get back together at some point um And I mean, that's fine, but it's just clear as day that they're kind of trying to stall with Cody until he gets back to the Roman match.
1: Yeah, I agree. We got Marquise Films who sends in a chat super chat saying, uh, round three dog collar match. Make it happen, Trips. While you're at it, I need Ronda versus Shayna in a fight pit. Also, there's not enough credit and appreciation given to the incredible Money in the Bank commentary team. Uh, Round three for any stipulation that you want to see specifically between Cody and Lesnar.
2: Uh, hmm.
1: Is the dog Uh, collar match the way to go? or like something else?
2: I feel like that would be all up Cody's alley. Cody is just dying to bleed on television again. He, he, you, you just know it. (laughs) That would be right up his alley to do a dog collar match. But I don't think that WWE would do the dog collar match the justice that it deserves. It would be so sanitized. Um, It probably would be fine, but I don't think it would be anywhere near some of the other dog collar matches we've seen over the last year or two
1: you need the blood you need the blood for the dog collar matches I'm sorry like I don't want to see a prim and proper dog collar match I want to see like violence and brutality that is exactly what I want from that so we went to commercial break we come back and Seth Rollins is still out there in the ring and I'm going oh boy Where are we going with this? What else is left here? What's going to happen? And the Judgment Day comes out. And Seth is basically pointing out that Finn Balor is not there. And the Judgment Day is like, that doesn't concern you. Don't worry about this. Damien Priest tells him, the only thing you need to worry about is the money in the bank and the fact that I have the briefcase. And this all then leads to, because Seth Rollins is like, okay, fine. Like, let's do this. You know, I'm fresh as a daisy. You're not going to do anything. And this then leads to Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins now i'm curious as to what your instant reaction to this was when this was the realization of the match that we were going to get because i'm going to be honest with you uh phil and everybody here when they announced dominic versus seth rollins (laughs) i'm thinking okay the last time we were here i was just sitting here talking about cody rhodes and dominic mysterio and that was not a good match i said on the post show that it felt like a raw match it didn't feel like a premium live event match it felt like a raw match and then on top of that it wasn't a Good match at all. And he lost. There was nothing in that match that made me go, okay, this justifies them doing Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. To me, there was nothing that justified doing Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins at this point.
2: You mean Dirty Dumb?
1: Dirty Dumb. Do- when did they start that? When? When when did they did when did they start this cuz I missed it. All of a sudden I just see the graphic and it says Dirty Dom and I'm like, "Wait, when did this become a thing?"
2: It feels like the entire company got this memo today. Say Dirty Dom on TV as much as possible cuz I mean, it was just like especially in the in the segment backstage where um he was like, "Yeah, he's going to regret getting in the ring with Dirty Dom." And the was like, "That's right, Dirty Dom." I'm like, "Stop! <laughs> Cut it out!" <laughs> It's, it's not working. Stop it.
1: So why are they calling him dirty? I was going to say dirty, dom, dirty, dirty, dirty Dom. Because usually if you're going to put dirty in front of someone's name, it's because what? Like they're they're cheating. They're doing things the the wrong way to get the win. Or you're calling them dirty for because they're I don't know. What's the purpose of this?
2: What's I don't the know. specific
1: reasoning behind calling him dirty Dom? Like, what am I missing here?
2: I don't know, but this felt very company edict stuff, and it it was not good. It sucked. Um, But, yeah, no, there was no reason for him to get this match. I thought it was very strange to go from him having this match with Cody, which, like you said, he lost this match, and then he comes the next day, and he's like, all right, well, I'm going to just wrestle the champion of this brand in the main event just because I want the match. But why?
1: (laughs) So Call Me Crazy says that they've been calling him Dirty Dom for a few months now
2: i've never noticed maybe it was just over it was just overboard tonight they were unloading the clip on dirty but dom tonight buddy
1: because like we know the condom con dom is one okay fine that one was pretty funny nice play on words uh prison dom was another one and that one i thought was pretty cool but obviously now it's worn off and uh dom dom which is the pet name that ria gives him uh, i kind of hate that one the dom yeah. dom one it feels too cheesy to quote cool, i guess that's the point right
2: The the only time it was funny was when they used it in a segment with Woods and Woods called him Dumb Dumb.
1: Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, So aside from that, though... We get into the actual match. Let's just get right to it. Let's talk about the main event of Monday Night Raw today. We had uh, Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio in the main event. And throughout this match, man, the crowd was definitely making sure to deliver their part to do the huge uh, Dom sucks chance. We were getting all of that. But we need to talk about everything that occurred afterwards because afterwards we end up seeing them beat down Seth Rollins. So Seth Rollins is being outnumbered by the Judgment Day. He's being beat up. And Dominic Mysterio basically convinces Damian Priest to try and cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase. And I'm sitting there going, no, they're definitely not going to do this right now. Like, there's no way they're going to do this right now. And right when you kind of thought, hmm, maybe they actually will do it right now. Finn Balor comes out and he was supposed to apparently not be there or that was the whole thing that he wasn't there that they addressed that at the opening segment and then afterwards he comes out he attacks Seth Rollins everybody's attacking Seth Rollins but then we get to see even further dissension between Damian Priest and Finn Balor because Finn Damien Priest starts yelling at him. Uh, Finn's telling him that he's the reason that he lost that money in the bank. And finally, before Seth Rollins leaves, he's pedigrees, dirty Dom. And that's what we end up seeing with the end of raw. Uh, How did you feel about Seth Rollins versus Dominic? And then how'd you feel about uh, the events that unfolded afterwards?
2: Uh, I thought the match was fine. I mean, Seth is Seth. Seth's gonna go out there and give you the most entertaining match that he can give you. Seth to this day has still wrestled the best match with Dom. Um, their SummerSlam match is still his best match to this today. Uh and so the match was fine. Um I thought it was funny when uh Seth tried to come out and do his three amigos and I was just like, Your three amigos is kinda bad as well, but all right, cool. Um <laughs> But other than that, Russell circles around this kid and pretty much just like loses because of shenanigans, which made the entire match feel kind of pointless. But um, the entire point of this match was to make the the Money in the Bank stuff kind of the main event segment. And that was fine. I thought it was cool to keep Valor off of TV for the entire night. Um, And maybe it was just me, but when Judgment Day came out with Rhea with the belt, and Damian Priest with the briefcase, I was like, no, no, I get it. I get why he won the briefcase because um, Judgment Day is the hottest faction on Raw. They're they're constantly on Raw the entire night. Um, they're the ones that are running roughshod for the entire night. So it makes sense for one of them to have the briefcase. Um, so all of that stuff was fine. I thought the stuff they did with Finn was good. Um, I'm a little concerned about how long you're gonna go with this dissension angle. I don't think you can keep this going long-term. I think it's a cool thing for now, but if we're months from now, we're still like doing the slow burn of the split. I'm not with that at all.
1: Are you at all disappointed at what this may be leading to, which is the breakup, the downfall of the judgment day? Like, were you hoping that they kind of kept it going longer or do you feel it's, it's reached its, uh it's reached the end of its course?
2: Uh, I kind of think this is all kind of a red herring. I don't think they're going to split. Um, I, at least I hope they're not. Um, I think, at first, you could see them trying to angle at a baby face turn for uh, Priest, but it doesn't seem like they're doing that now. Maybe they're going to do it down the road. Um, but I do think it's too soon to split them up. Um, I wouldn't split them up too soon
1: yeah it kind of feels like because they've been so popular especially with Rhea with the amount of heat that Dominic Mysterio is getting like I want to see them kind of stick around and continue to do more but I do sense the exact same thing I do sense seeing like a babyface face turn for Damian Priest and but at the same time I'm like damn I would like to see it because I do want to see Damian Priest and Finn Balor eventually in some mm-hmm. sort of program together but then I'm like damn I don't want to see this be the end of the Judgment Day just yet which I didn't think I was going to get to that point because i kind of like wasn't too crazy about the judgment day it took me really a long time to kind of get behind the judgment day and i think now that i guess we're just so used to it that i feel like i don't want it to necessarily end just yet but maybe i think i just kind of like the idea of uh you know, Rhea and Dominic Mysterio, even though it can be cheesy and corny and a little bit silly. Uh, I still like the idea of what they're doing there with that because it's worked. It's worked. It's worked for Dom. It's gotten him that heat and it's worked for Rhea. So I feel like for the most part, like even though it probably didn't start off as something you were like crazy about, it ended up kind of working out.
2: Yeah. Um, what did you think of them milking the hell out of the Abbey Road cover? Oh my, shit they did. I did think it was funny. I saw that. I did think it was funny that out of all the guys in the group, the most perfect thing they had was Finn as Paul and him being barefoot. And I was just like, yeah, of course, he would be the one that's Paul teasing that he's going to be the one to go off on his own.
1: Ah, see, I didn't know that. Okay, so I'm glad that you pointed that out because that was the first thing I noticed. But I guess I'm not like too big on like the Beatles or anything like I just... I don't know i came too late way 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 too late you know <laughs> but the point that i i like that you mentioned that though oh that's good that's an easter egg right there but we got a, c- a couple of humper chats here from people uh talking about this and this first one is from call Me crazy who says it's a bit sad that dominic didn't win saturday imagine the gloating at Seth today if he did um but man, is he still going places in his career this year? He really has impressed the right people in the back. Really want a singles title for him in the future. I see title maybe. Okay, call me crazy. Wait, you're sad that Dominic Mysterio didn't win on Saturday? What?
2: I thought I read that wrong. I did not want to see that. Dude, oh my God. No, no, no. That would have been awful. <laughs>
1: that would have been awful i'm sorry call me Yo. crazy uh bizarro big al says can someone tell finn to change his finisher's name so i don't have to hear Corey call it coupe de grasse,
2: <laughs> uh, oh Coup de grasse literally
1: means a killing blow Coup de undermines a move undermines a move like that when people will kick out all the time oh god um I guess part of me like doesn't even notice when Corey Graves does it because, truthfully, it wasn't until Bizarro Big Al mentioned it right now that I've even noticed. This is this something that you noticed? Because I did it.
2: Um, I tune out a lot of Corey Graves on commentary, honestly. Um, but I do think that the feud with uh, Rollins has put over how dangerous the coup de grace is. It's one of those finishers that people rarely kick out of. And I think that him taking so many of these coup de grace that now he's still bandaged up after all this time. I think if it... Anything it's made him has made that finisher look even better.
1: Juan Ortiz sends in a humper chat saying, Just stopping by to say happy birthday, Phil, and have a good night. Denise 4.9 on Wikifeet South Sado. Also, do you think that Finn and Seth would have a stipulation for SummerSlam? I kind of hope they will. Honestly, I wouldn't mind it if they did that because you, you know, obviously we just had a straightforward match with them and it was fine. Like, I didn't think that Finn Balor and Seth Rollins was necessarily like the hottest match of the night but it wasn't bad by any means at all
2: um i think that they can have a better match and uh, we've seen them have better matches um that that match didn't feel like it ever really got into its final gear and i think it's kind of because it didn't get enough time i feel like that and the gunther match didn't get enough time um and so hopefully oh, but i they love have... the
1: gunther match for what it was though
2: i enjoyed it but i do think that you know, for the Gunther matches we got on TV, you usually see him get a little bit more time. Um, so I would kind of like to see that match again at SummerSlam, but they've got to give them a little bit more time. I still don't think Seth has had that major pay-per-view match since he's champion. Like, even AJ match, it was good, but I still don't think he's had that big match as champion yet.
1: Okay, I get what you mean. Yeah, I see what you mean, because when I think about, like... I I think I actually enjoyed the match that Seth and Finn Balor had on Raw more yeah. than the actual pay-per-view match that we saw so yeah I don't blame you especially because I do think we've seen better bouts with Seth not as champion yet but I think part of that is again because he just hasn't had that like that match yet so we'll see hopefully it happens soon but uh sticking with the judgment day for now we got Shinsuke Nakamura versus Damian Priest earlier in the night uh, we saw Damian Priest win with the South of Heaven Choke Chokeslam uh, how'd you feel about this match
2: uh, I thought it was good. I I think we needed a match with him on TV to kind of remind people, like, you know, Damian Priest has been a guy that they've been uh, building for a while. They've been trying to make this guy look strong for a minute and kind of remind people like, no, this has definitely not been like a. Uh, spur-of-the-moment thing to make him Mr. Money in the Bank. Senior Money in the Bank. <laughs> Senior
1: Money in the Bank, exactly. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up is Shinsuke Nakamura for a second because when Shinsuke Nakamura came back to WWE, there was a lot of people that thought that they were going to see uh, Shinsuke's booking be a lot more different, and I kind of I remember kind of thinking like, no, we're going to see the exact same thing, and they haven't necessarily rocked our worlds yet with since the return of uh, Nakamura. Uh, is there do you have high expectations or do you kind of just expect him to be in this exact same spot that we've been seeing throughout the last couple of years and even right now? Just going in there and taking L's?
2: I do think he's gonna get a world championship match eventually. I would I would actually bet he's gonna get a world championship match this year because again, Raw is the place you go for title matches. Um I I like that he brought certain things from his uh, his mood and match over, like the robe. I I enjoy it. I have very much been saying for the longest, get this guy a, away from uh, the 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 rocker stuff. Get him away from McAfee jumping on the table and doing the corny. Oh, his entrance is so cool. I think just doing the interest the way it is and giving the crowd a chance to sing it is why that interest was cool. You don't have to change it. It worked. And I think that bit of his presentation has just been so much better since he's been back. He feels like a star again with that. I mean, getting Lil Uzi Vert doing his music just shows again, like that interest is cool without any of that stuff. You don't need it. So you don't
1: miss Rick Boogs at all?
2: no oh my god keep Shitsuke away from booze i feel like it made his entrance so lame to me like no please no
1: <laughs> all righty we got a super chat here from mike parker who says judgment day can survive and live on without finn or damien either can be replaced the core of the act is Rhea and dominic mysterio uh do you agree with that Rhea and dom is the core of the act of, J- of the judgment day
2: I don't. I think that they work as a whole. Like, I think that the four of them work together. Like, I don't like I I know people are into the and Dom stuff, but I don't think that's the core of the act. I don't think it works without the, the big guy as a heater and the guy that's the leader, because neither of those guys feel like the lead of that group.
1: Alrighty. And uh, before we continue on to our next segment, though, I do want to go ahead and uh, give some love over at drinking at Mo's, uh, who sent in a very generous super chat. But uh, he also says that last year, the last year has been rough. He lost his twin girls, uh, bad car wreck and lost two of his dogs. Uh, he says, thank you, Fightful and Pro Wrestling for giving me a break from it all uh, drinking at Mo's, uh, I'm so sorry that my God, I don't even know what to say because that's just a terrible thing. And I know that there's really nothing that can, you know, make anyone feel better when you go through something like that. But if at least, you know, pro wrestling and, you know, even Fightful and the post shows can help with some of that. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah. Sorry for your loss, man.
1: Yeah, seriously. Um, OK, and we're going to go ahead and uh, switch gears into something that was actually pretty surprising on Monday Night Raw. Uh, when Sean was here, he was talking about how this was, uh, uh, you know, one of the things that he mentioned was this here. But let's talk about. This one here had me a little bit surprised, okay? So, we mentioned that at Money in the Bank, we had Shayna turn her back on Ronda Rousey, and it did come out of nowhere. I know we were all eventually expecting this turn from Shayna or from Ronda or whoever, right? We were expecting the breakup at some point, but not given that just about a week, two weeks ago, or however (gasps) long ago, uh, they had just won the Unified Tag Team Championships after defeating Alba and Isla Dawn. So... We get this match. They turn. Shayna turns on Ronda. Liv and Raquel take the titles. They're champions once again. And we have what followed here tonight. So Ronda Rousey, uh, she goes out there and she can barely get a word in. And she is interrupted by Shayna. And Shayna does not hold back whatsoever she goes to town man she had some brutal burials to Rhonda. the first thing that she said was i'm pretty confident that i speak for everyone when i say we're sick of hearing you speak on the microphone that is one of the biggest criticisms that ronda rousey has had uh is her promo work people do not like it and then she goes on to tell her that you know ronda tells her like oh you owe me an explanation for what you did and Shayna says the only thing i owe people is an apology for bringing you into this business because you are a narcissist and i she starts saying i paid my dues to get into this business i did all of these things she runs them down and then she says all you did was just walk in and you went straight to WrestleMania. This then leads to an attack from Shayna Baszler to Ronda Rousey. And this was brutal, man. Uh, what'd you make of this promo? And also I should note that Shayna was the babyface in this whole thing. She was getting cheered by the crowd, even though she was the one who turned on Ronda Rousey.
2: Um. Uh- I very much hope that this was not meant to get us to cheer for Ronda Rousey, because if it was, it failed miserably, because it got us all to get behind Shayna Baszler. And I've been a big Shayna fan since NXT. Um, I felt everything that she was saying. I mean, we were supposed to, because she had all the all the best material. Um, I've seen people also say that her turn didn't make sense. No, the seeds have been there for this turn for a while. I just didn't think they were gonna do it this soon. Um, I thought it was a bit too soon to split them because they that was their first pay-per-view uh defense and they didn't even get past their first pay-per-view defense as champions before they split them up. Um that report came out that Ronda's probably leaving again soon and that's probably why they sped it up, but um no, I thought this this promo itself was great. I thought everything she said was on the money. Um, Shane is somebody that's wrestled at Shimmer and Shine and Rise. She's been overseas and wrestled for stardom. She's done it. She's paid her dues. She was one of the longest reigning NXT champions. Um yeah she's paid her due so I can see her looking around like why do I have to team with you you are not on my level and in my opinion she's better her at her than everything she's a better worker than her she's a better talker than her she is better than Rhonda in every way and so I've been looking around for the longest when people have been calling her low red Rhonda Rousey and if you go back and look at those segments you can always look at her face when that's said and you can see her getting offended. So, the scenes have been there for the longest. They just I don't know why they executed it so soon, but I love this. I love the way she wiped her out with that knee at the end. This reminded people how cool Shayna is. And I think we we had forgot that because they had her in these joke segments for the longest. They weren't using her well. I I hope that this is a good way to to remind people not just how great Shayna is, but maybe we can get some of the magic of Ronda's rookie year back because, man, it's been rough. (laughs) It's been rough.
1: I know, I know. And I think that's part of the reason why. I I think I would think that WWE would know that Shayna was going to be seen as the baby face in all of this like I really hope that they did not uh, plan yeah. this all out for them to think that Ronda was going to get cheered because that's definitely not what we're no. seeing here at all and here's the thing so you know, it was reported that uh, Ronda is looking like she's going to have a hard out date from WWE so that's part of the reason why they rushed it uh, Dave said that apparently you know there was supposed to be more of them doing more of a story right more of planting of the seeds and they didn't have the time to necessarily do that and so that's why they had the turn happen so fast at Money in the Bank so I get all of that and in a way I'm kind of seeing this as a good thing and I'm gonna tell you why because in Rhonda exiting from this in which how much heat Rhonda has on her where people are just not interested man like you see what people say about Rhonda on social media and all of this and I think that in a way All of this is gonna work because it's gonna get Shayna Baszler back to getting over with the people, back to giving her a purpose, something that people are gonna care about. Like, All of the comments that I was seeing today on social, on Twitter, over this promo, everybody was like, we love Shayna. We love Shayna. This was great. Shayna's spinning facts, this and that. Like Shayna is getting over more so now. So in a way, all of this like negativity and all this bad stuff surrounding Ronda Rousey, in the end, is going to end up helping out her, you know, one of her closest friends, Shayna Baszler. So I'm seeing this as a good thing. I love seeing, I kind of felt like Shayna was showing a little bit more personality here where when she was delivering these lines she didn't feel like robotic or anything like she was saying it with like a passion where i know that in multiple interviews shayna and ronda both of them said that they have been fighting and fighting to to win the tag titles to feud against each other to have all of these moments with each other on wwe tv and so you can tell Based on some of the stuff that was said, the way that Shayna delivered it, that this is something that they really have been waiting for for a while. Now that you got it and that this is clearly this is looking like the last thing Ronda's going to do for a bit. uh, It seems like they're trying to make it worth it. So I'm really looking forward to it here. And I'm hoping to see this change the trajectory of Shayna on the roster because we need somebody like Shayna on the women's division. It's no BS with her, Phil she looks you look at shayna and you know for a fact like man she can she can kick my ass she can kick anybody's ass like she can kick whoever's ass she wants right and it's not you don't have to suspend your disbelief with
2: that yeah you've, they've got to give her her old music back her her current theme is awful um uh, <laughs> they've got to get rid of this current music um that's the only thing i didn't like about all of the segment but i thought this was a great segment um if you had any trepidations about the turn at, at Money in the Bank. I thought that this should have gotten you interested in this feud. This feels like a Summerslam feud at this point. Um if this is like a secondary feud for the women, you kinda have like three feuds going with the women from Raw now. Um well you don't have a title feud, but you still got the Becky and Trish stuff could that could be a Summerslam match. You got this that could be a SummerSlam match. I think that's a great thing.
1: Good. I'm glad. Yeah, exactly. All right. So um, let's get some more comments in here. We got some super chats and humper chats to read. This one's from Mike Parker who says, I'm not the only one who wants Rhonda to go away. It doesn't, it's it's this doesn't prove it. I don't know what will. Rhonda is just not likable. And this is from Mike Parker. Uh Brennan Norris says Rhonda Shayna might be fun, but who is the heel? It's clearly Rhonda. And no matter how they try to do this, if they try to make Rhonda the babyface, it is going to back fire because the crowd is not having it. Uh Dream Ninja says Shayna cooked with pure truth. <laughs> there you go proving the point. Everybody's saying that Shayna cooked.
2: Yeah. Um I I would like to hope that Ronda went into this and was like I want to do this final act of helping you get where you should po- where you're supposed to go. And I'm sure Triple H was in agreement cuz Shayna is a big Triple H project, so I could see him being down for this. And the way she was introduced to the main roster was always goofy with the bite thing. Um, so maybe this is their way of writing the ship. Hopefully so.
1: And I also want to give a shout out to Adrian Wells. Uh, Adrian Wells, thank you so much for this very generous super chat. Um, thank you so much for also being a fightful uh, YouTube member. Uh, sending you some uh, some love, man, and some some good karma. Thank you so much for sending this over our direction. Uh, okay, so let's go ahead and press on from here, and let's get into uh, continue on with the women's picture here because we did get a women's tag team turmoil that ended up seeing uh, Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green defeat uh, the way. And- uh, Nikki, Kaden, Katana, and Dana and Tegan. Uh This was, for the most part, I feel like we got to see Sonia and Chelsea really do well in this. Like, I feel like this is the most we've gotten out of them as a tag team, like in-ring-wise, in a while where I was a fan of this. Uh, they win. We're going to see a match between them and uh, Liv and Raquel. Uh, thoughts on this?
2: Um, I thought this whole segment was funny because there, it, it was like a parade of women. Like, they came out, and I was like, oh, she's still here. Oh, wait. She's here too. It was like when Tegan came out, I was like, oh, Tegan. Then Emma came out. I was like, oh, Emma's here. And then they were still trying to do the Nikki and Candace storyline that, that has been in the works for months. I was like, oh, this is still going. Oh, okay. Um, So, but the only two uh, teams that got their interest is I was like, okay, we're supposed to focus on uh, Kaden and Katana and chelsea and sonia those are the only teams that are going to have the showcase here because they were the teams that got the interests. so i knew the other teams were just there to be fodder to lose um <laughs> which kind of kind
1: of like because there's no other real teams in the women's tag yeah, team division.
2: Yeah. yeah so i i i figured like when that happened like all right this is going to be like quick and to the point and all this stuff in between where it was just kind of just beating the other teams like the enhancement teams, we'll call them that. Um, in the midst of getting to the final matchup, that kind of stuff I wasn't into. I thought that stuff was kind of not good, but I did think all of the stuff with Katana and Sonya and uh, and uh, Caden was very good. Um, I think Katana and Caden are a good tag team and they showed that here. Um, I, I thought it was a perfect way to showcase them and also put Chelsea and um. Why do I keep buying <laughs> with Chelsea and Chelsea and Sonya to get them in a the spot um, to uh, win the match? Because you needed a heel team to match up with the current champions, and I thought it worked. I thought this was a good way to make you dislike that team, but also eventually root for Katana and Kaden.
1: Exactly, and I do like what you said about Kaden and Katana because they are a pretty good tag team together. They're they're fun. They're fun. Um, okay, so like for me though, it's here's the thing though. I kind of want to see Chelsea and Sonya. Uh, I'm more into Chelsea and Sonia as a tag team than I am Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. And I kind of I've been feeling this way, though, for a while, though, like they still haven't necessarily won me over as a tag team, Liv and Raquel. I don't know what it is. I just I like I like both of them separately and I I, I like them both fine together. They just don't feel like a real team to me.
2: No. Every team that, that Raquel has been on has felt like a vehicle to make Raquel a champion because they don't have what they actually want to do with her yet. Like, it's very clear that they want to push Raquel, but they have somebody else that they're pushing now. So they keep going, oh, in the meantime, let's put her in this tag team and make her champion. And It it just doesn't feel natural. It always feels contrived. It felt contrived when they did it with Aaliyah, and it, it still feels contrived here. It it just doesn't work. Um, And I mean, Like them cheering on the outside during the tag team turmoil, it just, it just underlined everything that I feel feels unnatural about this team. I was gonna (laughs) say the only
1: person that felt natural was Dakota Kai because of their history with Dakota and Raquel. I'm talking about, yeah. All right, Um... but I mean
2: every main roster team, it just hasn't worked.
1: I agree. I agree. All right, uh, let's see what else we got here. We got another Humper Chat here, and this one's from Bizarro Big Al, who says, what is up with the quality tonight? Clips shown every 15 minutes. Trish, Trish looks like uh, AC Green. Uh, they buried the women's tag division with a clean sweep, a comedy team who's been losing on the regular. Shinsuke deserves better stories, but at least we have Seth. I don't think I felt this strongly about, uh, you know, not – liking today's show and i have felt some i have felt that way for a lot i have disliked other episodes of raw way more than today i thought today was was fine it was fine like there's been just like way worse in my opinion like i wouldn't even consider this one bad
2: so i don't think it was a bad episode i could see uh people if they didn't enjoy it it was a lot of stalling for time like I thought the most glaring one was right before the main event. Like they had Dom and and Rhea do the entrance. And then we had to sit through all of the recap stuff in between that. And then we had to go back and do the backstage stuff. And then it got to the main event. It was so much stalling for time in between there. And it was clear.
1: Yeah, you know what? When I go back and I think about it, we did get a lot of videos today. We actually did because they ran through the entire bloodline uh, story. They did a bunch of money in the bank recap. So we did get a whole lot of that. So, yeah, I guess you're right on that. Uh, But speaking of video packages, Bronson Reed gets a video package. He's out there looking suave. He's got a nice suit. He's got some nice glasses. And he's talking about how, yeah, he's a nice guy. But sooner or later, people are going to sit down for the banquet of consequences he says and uh he says that bronson reed is unescapable all i gotta say about this is yes we're finally hearing bronson reed talk this was one of the things that i had mentioned a couple weeks ago on the raw post show was man i like what we're doing with bronson in terms of having him go out there and beat people up cool but i want to connect with bronson reed more on a character level
2: yeah i feel like bronson one of those guys that if they wanted to slot him in at some point, he can be IC champion at some point. And I think it would be a good reign for him
1: damn right damn right phil all right guys we're gonna go ahead and press on but before we do we still got a couple more things to talk about in regards to monday night raw but just a heads up if you guys want to help support this podcast get your questions your comments your statements read here on the stream you are more than welcome to send in a super chat or a humper chat uh we very very greatly appreciate those now let's go and get let's go ahead and get into a feud phil that i really wasn't feeling in the beginning But damn, am I feeling it like the last couple of weeks. And this is Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. So there was a whole lot that went down here. So as we know, Becky Lynch nor Trish won the money in the bank. Becky's out there talking about how she can't get rid of Trish Stratus and she wants to end it tonight. Trish Stratus comes out and she's got the mask on her face and you know she's talking about uh, Becky essentially breaking her face and Trish has a really really uh, good promo in my opinion she's calling she says that even with the mask on her face that she's still prettier than everybody there and then afterwards she says I'm not medically cleared because you broke my face so I technically cannot do this match and then Becky Fires up. I loved Becky's promo. She says that uh, Zoe Stark is a lapdog. That why doesn't she send her uh, to go in and face Becky Lynch? And she makes fun of Trish Stratus's magazine. She makes fun of her talent show. And she tells her, what are you going to do with Zoe Stark next? Are you going to have her be an assistant, a secretary at your yoga studio? And she then says that Trish responds to that by telling Becky that Zoe is going to break her face and they make it seem like they're going to go out and actually fight Becky Lynch. But instead they go to the back. They got an appointment. Well, Trish has a medical appointment uh, to go to. Uh, how'd you feel about all
2: of this? I was not a fan of the segment, man. I-, I thought the Becky what? stuff was good. I I wasn't a Fair fan. why? I wasn't a fan. I was not a fan of the segment. I thought the I thought a lot of Trish's uh, promo felt stilted. And I mean, I enjoyed stuff like her bringing back the face mask, of course, like if you follow from like the attitude there and all that stuff, of course, that was a big thing during a heel run there. Um, I like like the nods for a heel run stuff, but man, this did not work for me. And I'm not down on this feud. I just think that it's very clear they've been trying to hold on and wait until SummerSlam. This is another one that it feels like we got the match in place, let's stall until we get to the big pay-per-view. And it couldn't be any clearer, clearer that that's what they're doing. And it's just some of it's just not working for me, man.
1: So what is not not working for you? Is it the promo? Is it the story? Do they not have chemistry in your opinion?
2: I don't know, man. I I I think some of the stuff in the Trish promo, like the Balta-less stuff, I was like, uh. I thought
1: that was funny. It was instead of Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore. Baltiles. Funny.
2: I, I would just sit there like nah this isn't it? It's like stupid for me. funny
1: though, Phil. It's stupid funny.
2: <laughs> uh, I guess, but nah, this didn't do it for me, man. And again, I, I enjoy everybody in this. I thought uh I thought Becky tried her best to make this segment work. Her promo stuff was good, but uh Segment one for me, man.
1: We got our chat is a little bit conflicted here. Like we got people saying, like, yeah, it was corny, it was cringe, but there are other people that actually think it was funny, that they laughed and thought it was fine. Uh here's the thing: like, I remember when Trish started doing these probos when she started feuding with Becky. And I remember the the like the first two that she did where she had to go out there and stand in the middle of the ring, and they had the crowd with the, they, they they piped in the fake crowd boost. Yeah. Oh my God. I it thought those promos were awful. I thought, oh my God, they're shoving this down my throat. I hate it. Uh, and then after their first match that they had together, that's when I actually started getting into this feud. And so ever since their first match and everything that they've done afterwards, I've been really digging, like even their portion in the Money in the Bank uh, ladder match, when we started seeing Trish and her go at it anytime that they could. But I loved that. I loved it. I love the way that Trish has been selling, the way that she's been bumping like crazy. Anytime she gets thrown, she really gets thrown. I mean, I really love what they're doing here. And I love what this is um, doing for both Trish, Zoe, and Becky. Uh, it's it's nuts. And here's so here's kind of like going off on a little bit on tangent. But so earlier today, um, Phil, I don't know if you saw this, but WWE posted this thing about, you know, talking about, your first WWE live event, right? Mm -hmm. And I looked mine up and mine was December, I think, 10th, 2001, right? And so I went on, you know, just Google to see what was on that card. And Trish Stratus was on that card. And when you think about it and you think about how many years it's been, you know, decade, two decades. And Trish Stratus is here back on our televisions right now and just you know looking freaking great man and so I was thinking about that today and it kind of just hit a little bit differently but I just personally feel like the story has got it a lot better and I did I wasn't a fan of it in the beginning I really thought they were shoving it down our throats in the beginning
2: yeah I mean look I all hats off to Trish I think Trish has been doing great since she's been back I think a lot of us expected her to do the appearances here and there and still basically be a part-timer but she's been working she's been there every week um she's been helping a, to, her best to keep zoe on tv and make zoe relevant as a call-up i thought she was great in the money in the bank bank match i thought this was one of the better women's money in the bank matches we've ever gotten um and she was a big part of why it was good. Um, and so this isn't me being down on Trish or what she's doing. This segment just wasn't it for me. But I I enjoy Trish and, and Becky together. And I do think they're eventually going to have a good match when they have the blow-off match.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I see what you mean. All right. Well, it's working for me. I like it. I'm digging it. I finally got on board. Uh, Mike Parker sends in a super chat and Mike Parker says, I'm really enjoying the Trish Stratus run. I forgot how good she can be as a heel. Says a lot about Trish's talent that she can still get the crowd to boo her at this point. And real booze, not None of this fake piped in crowd booze. We don't want that. I would rather have there be no reaction at all than for them to pipe in crowd sounds.
2: Yeah, what did happen to Lita? I just saw that in the chat. Where, where Lita never showed up again after she got no. attacked backstage.
1: Never, never. And I feel bad because, like, I really love Lita, and I've always been a bigger Lita fan than a Trish fan. Like, always. Like, Lita was my hero growing up, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know this recent, you know, stint. And Tristratus has, you know, just looked a lot stronger in this. And I feel like they kind of just, you know, got rid of Lee. Like she was there being champion with Becky Lynch, tag team champions. And then the second they lost the titles, it was like, that's it. And I kind of felt like they could have used her. Maybe a little bit in this here, considering that, you know, Trish has somebody. She's got Zoe. Becky's got nobody. I don't know. She could have probably came in for, like, one tiny little thing or something. But who knows? Um. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, continue on from here. And let's get into uh, six-person mixed tag team action. We ended up seeing the Alpha Academy and Maxine take on the Viking Raiders and Bahala, And <laughs> this ended up being so much fun. Man, It is working right now what they are doing with Maxine and the Alpha Academy. They're doing this whole thing where they're training her to be, uh, you know, a better pro wrestler. And she went in there during this match and she got a really nice reaction when she got her tag in to go up against Valhalla. And there was a moment where she... I don't even know what she was doing. She was doing like this jiggle that kind of looked like she was trying to do the truffle shuffle from the Goonies.
2: <laughs> she was
1: so funny. And then afterwards, she ends up doing the, uh, the warm and the warm, 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 whatever. And she does that. And she ends up getting the win for her team. And I don't know how else to say this, but this was the cutest thing that I have seen in a very long time on Monday Night Raw.
2: God bless Chad Cable. This man will always find a way to get something over. Incredible wrestler. Very underrated wrestler. But he'll always find a way to make something entertaining on our television. And I feel like this was prime example of it. He was great in this match. Otis is another guy that I don't care how silly the thing they add to Otis is. He'll figure out a way to make it work and make it funny. Those two are just great together. They're two of the te- they're one of the teams that I feel like has suffered the most from them not being tagged tag, tag- uh, championships on that roster because they're just so great. And adding Maxine has been surprisingly great because those two guys managed to make things work and she's been tremendous with, with them. Her doing like that, like seizure or whatever it was into the corner. I love <laughs> and, how I'm like, oh, it was a jiggle. You're like, it was a seizure.
1: I don't know it what was... it was. I don't know what it was either. I was looking at her and I'm like, wait, is she... what is she doing? They <laughs> were great though
2: of course i i I don't want to make fun of people that actually have like seizures and stuff but just her like (laughs) her her having like this this, i don't know what it was was it's like when you lay down in the
1: grass too much and then you get up and you're like (laughs) i don't know but it was so cute i loved it and here's the thing and this is why i think what they're doing here is right okay because how, how do i say this they made her very lovable, okay? She's out there, yes. you know, being dorky and cute with uh, with Chad Gable and Otis, right? They're not, you know, Chad Gable and Otis are not, you know, how do I say this? They're not your... Uh your Greek statuesque type of men, you know, they're not out there looking like the typical guy that would probably be able to get a girl like Maxine, right? So the fact Mm -hmm. that Maxine is out there hanging out with Chad Gable and Otis, it makes her more lovable. And I think that the audience loves to see that. And obviously, you know, Chad Gable and Otis on the character side are phenomenal, right? But the pairing of having this hot chick with guys that you would probably wouldn't think had the time of day would give what Maxine would give the time of day to I think that that makes it just much more enjoyable that's why you liked the whole thing with Otis and Mandy Rose right because again you're like oh shit like Mandy Rose and Otis well that's unexpected so it's i think that's part of what's working here with maxine and uh alpha academy i didn't like maxine and maximum male models i thought that she is like this is this is so polar opposite so when we had maxine and male models she was easily forgettable i'm sorry like yeah. if she was just there you know she's just hot chick w- just hot w- chick
2: It was a a terrible it was a terrible gimmick that everybody kind of suffered from the second they got LA Knight out of it LA Knight got over and the second they got her away from it She started getting over because it was not a good act and I feel like um, The only thing that was saving that Maxine the Maximil models was when they were moving Otis over because Otis is Otis Otis can Make anything funny, and so I feel like they looked around at this. Like, if Otis is the only thing here that's making this funny, why are we even doing it? Let's just have her over here with them, and it's it's the best idea for all three of them. Um, I think she's benefited a lot from it. Um, again, Otis is just Otis. Otis will find a way to make anything funny. Um, because he's just great. It almost feels like this is like if they actually continue with uh, heavy machinery and added Mandy, and they actually gave it room to let it work. It feels like that's what this is, and it's working.
1: She's gonna get over like more, like way more. Yeah. I think that if they yeah. keep this doing, they they keep this going. uh she's really gonna get over. Honestly, like she's gonna be one of the fan favorites for sure. Uh, Dante NYC sends in a super chat saying, "Did you catch Maxine doing the code row like a code red, but like a row?"
2: <laughs> I don't think I, I, I didn't. did.
1: <laughs> Please. I did yeah, thank you, Tante NYC, for sending this in though. But that's what I mean. Look, it, it's funny, like her going out there and doing this stuff. I need more of the jiggle stuff though. More of the jiggle stuff that works for me. That was funny as hell. Um, anyway, so thumbs up on this. All right, let's press on. And uh, I don't know if this was unexpected. I guess maybe I thought this was like a one and done type of deal. Uh, Ricochet. Ends up cutting a promo challenging Logan Paul. And they also played a clip of them going at it afterwards backstage. I didn't see that on social media. I don't know if this was like the first time they put it out there. I might have missed it. I don't know. Um, But we're going to get a face off between Ricochet and Logan Paul next week.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think that's the right way to go with the uh, Money in the Bank stuff. I think they did a great job of making you hate Logan Paul getting into the Money in the Bank match and listening to that crowd at Money in the Bank. They hated this guy, did not want to see him win. And so I think it's a good idea to keep that stuff going. And him and Ricochet are going to have a match where they do all the flippy cool stuff. So I'm here for it.
1: And hopefully it it uh, it all goes well. The flippy the flippy stuff. We want it to uh, to definitely go well. Ricochet right, actually well, cut
2: a good promo tonight, where, where are we? It was all right,
1: it was all right, it wasn't great, it, it was all right. right. It was all right. <laughs> I know the bars stell a little lower for Ricochet,
2: it was all right, it was all right. It was solid, it was solid.
1: I don't even know I would say solid, Phil. Oh no. It was okay. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. All right. I don't know why I'm doing anymore. All right. We need to get into a match that I would say a lot of us didn't know was going to be as good as it turned out to be. But it ended up being and a lot better and delivered a whole lot. But before we get to what that was, we got a message here from our sponsors.
0: Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful Man. This is my go-to supplement. My go-to multivitamin, but it's so much more than a multivitamin. By the way, you want to be drinking your multivitamin, it absorbs a lot better. I take one scoop of AG1 from athleticgreens.com slash Fightful, put it in my uh, eight ounces of water, drink it down, and I'm good to go. I got a multivitamin that that covers so much. Minerals, probiotics, that's why you never see me getting sick. Uh, You got your adaptogens, antioxidants, you've got a digestive enzyme. They all work together For a stronger foundation for your health. Free one year supply of vitamin D3 and K2. Plus five free travel packs. When you use athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. By the way it also helps recovery. So if you've had a tough workout. This athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. AG1 product is really going to help you out. They've got doctors, they've got endurance athletes, uh, people with PhDs, the professor of genetics at Harvard Medical School, David Sinclair, putting this thing over. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. That immunity support, that digestive support, that multivitamin, all at athleticgreens.com slash Fightful.
1: So... On Sunday or Saturday, God, I don't even remember what day it was anymore, when Reg and I were here talking about this upcoming match that was made for Raw, which was Natalia versus Rhea Ripley for the Women's World Championship. I was like, dang, I ain't looking forward to this. We've already seen this multiple times. It didn't rock anyone's boat. Um, But... This one here was quite the opposite. This ended up being a phenomenal match between Rhea and Natalia. And part of the reason is they gave them time. They let mm-hmm. them go out there and actually put together this match that was very exciting. You saw a very aggressive Natalia, a very aggressive Rhea Ripley, and they ended up having this really great match. So Natalia comes in and she attacks Rhea Ripley before this match even begins. There is a moment where uh, Rhea does like this uh, split-legged frog splash, but instead of landing it, Natalia gets her foot up and during this actually ends up busting open Rhea Ripley. At least this is the part where. I think she got busted open. Natty gets her into a uh, sharpshooter. And this was a great visual because while she's locked in in the sharpshooter, you're seeing all of the blood in Rhea Ripley's mouth. She eventually makes it to the ropes. And afterwards, she hits Natty with a killer headbutt, hits that riptide, and gets the win. And even after the match, continues the attack, gets her with another headbutt. And it isn't until Liv and uh, Raquel run out there to kind of, you know, put the stop to the beating of Natalia, But this ended up being pretty damn entertaining. One of my favorite highlights of um, one of the top moments for me of today's RAW. What'd you think?
2: I mean, it, it sounds like a, a kind of a low bar on a show where we didn't get that much wrestling, but it was it was basically the match of the night. It was the most entertaining match on this on the show. Um, Natalia is always good for one of these matches where she'll remind people just how good she is and just how good she is is at putting someone else over and. She just she looked great tonight. I thought this was the best Rhea's looked in a while, at least since the the WrestleMania match where I felt like her and Charlotte stole the show. Um, and I've been kind of waiting for them to go like, all right, what's next for Rhea? What is her big feud? It seems like it's gonna be Raquel at this point. Um, but I'm kind of ready. I mean, we've seen her beat up Natalia for months now. Um, I thought that this was a great way to cap this feud off and finish it up, hopefully, um, and move on to the big feud. Uh, Couldn't have capped it off in a better way. I thought this was a tremendous match.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing too that you mentioned is uh, uh, it looks like it's going to be Raquel, but I like that they're planting the seeds for a couple of things here because they've planted the seeds for her and Becky uh, a couple weeks ago. And then also today we had a backstage confrontation where Io Sky confronted uh, Rhea Ripley, and Rhea basically told her, like, you do this, and it'll be the biggest mistake of your life. And then she also addressed Liv Morgan and Raquel butting in on her business when she was attacking Natalia, So I like that they're finally starting to set people up for Rhea Ripley and all of these potential matchups. But this is exactly also this match today with Natalia is exactly what Rhea Ripley has been needing because people have been criticizing her reign, not necessarily because of her, but because they haven't given her much to work with. Everything has been Dominic, Dominic, Dominic. Okay, but Mm -hmm. Dominic's not out there making her reign a lot better. No. Uh, And then You also have Natalia, who we always mention, you know, Natalia is, you know, great, Obviously, we know that she's, you know, everybody likes Natalia, but people don't necessarily take her uh, as seriously because of the way that she's been booked for several years now. And so that's basically hurt her. That sort of impacted that, whether or not people have interest. And so now not only did this match, you know, kind of remind you of like, yeah, this is exactly why we like Rhea Ripley in ring, but it also reminded you of why you like and respect somebody like Natalia.
2: Yeah, I agree. This was, uh, I feel like for like almost a good hour here, this was a very women division heavy, uh, show. And I thought most of what they did to set up women's feuds did really well. Um, like I said, if, if we're doing Raquel versus, uh, Rhea at SummerSlam, I think that can be a very good match. Um, and like I said, if that's where we're going to get the, uh, the Becky and Trish match also could be a good match. And then we've also set, uh, set up Shayna and Rhonda as well. So I thought they did a lot in a span of an hour with the women's division.
1: We got a super chat here from Alex Wynn who says, I think they will obviously do the, can they coexist Rhea and Becky versus Trish and Zoe at some point? I they probably will. Do you see this happening?
2: Um, I kind of feel like the reason they've kept Lita away for so long is eventually we're going to get Lita and Becky versus Trish and Zoe. At least I assumed. Um, I don't know. <laughs>
1: Okay, okay. Alex Wynn, thank you so much for the Super Chat as well. Uh, all right, we're getting down to the final portions of our show. We got two more things to cover. And before we do, just a heads up, if you have any last-minute thoughts or Super Chats that you want to get in or Humper Chats, feel free to send them in, and we'll go ahead and get right to them. Um, we do have one here from Annie B., who sends in a Super Chat saying, if we do get to Reigns Roads 2 at Mania, I'm now expecting Roman to beat him. Clean this time. I think Reigns and Heyman will politic hard. I think at this point, I'm so tired of talking about Cody and Roman. Can I just be honest? I'm so over it.
2: I agree. I, I still don't feel like anything since April has really proven me wrong that Cody should have won. Um, And I don't think waiting a year to do that match again is a good idea. I do think that when they do do it, Cody is going to win. I mean, Cody is the almost over baby face in the company. Like there's no debating this at this point. We did it in Puerto Rico. We've seen it in Saudi. We've seen it here in in America. We've seen it over there in London. Now he's, he's the hottest baby face in the company. You've got to put that belt on him at some point.
1: Exactly. All right. And a match that we're going to be seeing next week is going to be a no DQ match between the Miz and Tommaso Ciampa. We got promos from both guys. Anything that stood out to you from either Ciampa's promo or Miz's promo?
2: Not really. Uh, I mean, <laughs> We're, we're, getting a, we're getting another match with these guys for reasons. Again, this feels like more stalling stuff until they get to the point where they want to be at. It's very clear that they're trying to get back to the DIY stuff and this is their way of stalling until we get there.
1: All right, and the last thing we need to go over for today's episode of Raw is uh, Matt Riddle defeating Giovanni Vinci. But what happened after this match was he was being attacked by Imperium and Drew McIntyre came out and uh, Drew essentially ba- made the save by taking out both Kaiser and Vinci. And it looks like we're going to be seeing uh, Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle kind of team up there for a bit. Uh, what would you make of all of this?
2: I did not understand the purpose of this match to just throw this like nothing matched on just to have drew come out and save the day afterwards felt very pointless um it was fine i guess to remind people drew is in the mix with this imperium stuff but it didn't really do anything for me i'm not very high on drew as a baby face either i understand why i just i just i i don't like the countdown thing i don't i'm not into it uh i i don't know but um i i I understand why they brought him back as a babyface when they did because there was no way you could bring him back as a heel in London. He was going to get a big pop in London. He got a great reaction. I thought that was a perfect time to bring him back. But I kind of wanted him to come back as a heel and I kind of want him to lose to Gunther and turn heel. Um, But I don't know. I I think it'll be a good match at least.
1: I think, like, here's the thing. Like, I do a mind scene. Like, I'm so excited for Drew McIntyre and Gunther. Like, I'm so looking forward to that. But I definitely do not mind Drew McIntyre as a babyface. I actually kind of like him more as a babyface than I do a heel. I don't know why, but I just do. Uh, so I feel totally opposite on this one here. Uh, and I do like that they're kind of fin- fin- finally, you know, finding... I guess you can say a way to like work this all in, where you're going to get Matt Riddle, Andrew McIntyre, and then Imperium as well. So I do like what they're doing with this. For right now um we got another uh s- s- humper chat here and this is from uh dark cat 18 who's actually been a member for 23 months so shout out to dark cat 18 who says a decent show tonight first time catching you guys live i heart emoji uh thank you so much to dark cat 18 and thank you so much for coming on and watching live we appreciate you a whole lot we appreciate everybody who's tuned in to today's show um all righty That was it. That was Monday Night Raw, July 3rd. Uh, Before we go, I do want to wish everybody a happy 4th of July weekend tomorrow. Be safe, guys. Have a lot of fun. But before we go, Phil, let the people know where they can find you, support you and all that good stuff.
2: Uh, You can find me on Twitter, at PhilDL616. Of course, you can watch me on this YouTube channel every Saturday at noon Eastern with Righteous Reg, hosting Grapsity. As Sean said earlier, we've got an interview dropping this week with Athena. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Athena was a blast to interview. Um, And you can find my writing at Bleacher Report.
1: All righty. Phil, thank you so much for filling in. Phil, for filling in. (laughs) I'm sorry, (laughs) Phil. It hit Shame. me right now.
2: <laughs> Shameful. Shameful.
1: I'm not going to bounce back from this. Thank you, Phil, for filling in on today's show. We seriously appreciate you a whole lot. Uh, thank Balta-less. you to everybody who watched.
2: <laughs> please,
1: please do not. You should promote yourself as that, by the way. fill the perfect fill-in.
2: I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm, sorry. I'm never bouncing
1: back from this. I'm never bouncing back. All right, guys, subscribe to Fightful. If you haven't already, please do. We're making our way to 100K. Also, if you haven't had an if you missed our show uh, that Reg and I did for Money in the Bank, the post show, check that one out too. It was a whole lot of fun. And as for me, you guys know where to find me YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at underscore Denise Salcedo. Subscribe to Fightful Select, and we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everyone.